0: Hey y'all, my name is Nicole Rowan and this is my podcast, a space to encourage you, share biblical truths, get all of these thoughts in my head out, and introduce you to some amazing people along the way. For more info, you can go to NicoleRowan.com. Hi friends, Nicole here. I am so sorry. It's actually been a couple of weeks um, since I have been able to share a podcast with you. And I apologize. My house has been flooded with one kid after another, having a cold, having the sniffles, doing all of that. So I had to put my hands to my house uh, for the past couple of weeks. So um, I'm back and I wanted to share today on two friends that we don't normally call friends, and that is grief and loss. And for some reason, especially around the holidays, people come to see, come to feel, come to recognize that grief and loss have been a part of their story, and um, a lot of times around the holidays, again, I don't know why, but these, these uh, foes, these friends, grief and loss um, kind of resurface and um, help us recognize the things in which we've had to face, the things in which we've had to walk through, the things we've had to partner with the Lord on, and maybe the things that we still don't quite understand. I, I know that there was a season in which um, grief and loss were teachers of mine. They were significant teachers of mine, and and at first, um, I didn't want them to be teachers. I didn't want grief or loss to be teachers in my life. I didn't want them to be friends. I didn't want to welcome them in or around me. Um, the reality was, sometimes we need to actually become friends with these things, um, that are so, you know, near to our hearts and are so relevant to our seasons or to our lives. And so, um, it took a while for me to understand, actually, I need to invite you in grief. (laughs) Actually, I need to invite you in loss. I need to learn more about you. I need to understand your role a little bit more. I have a lot of questions. And and so I wanted to share on that today because, again, um, there's something about the end of a new year and the beginning or the end of an old year and the beginning of a new year where we tend to reflect and look back and and recognize the faces and the places and the emotions um, that filled our year. And grief and loss uh, are both ones that many of us um, faced this past year. Or, or maybe you have faced it in other years. Um, but, you know, none of us are exempt of, of those showing up in our life. Grief and loss. And there's a scripture um, that when it comes to grief and loss, you can find lots of stories and, and pieces of scripture that pertain to grief and loss, but there's one, one specific scripture. It's in John 16. I'm just going to read it to you. Um, I'll read quickly so you are not bored, but it's John 16 and it starts in, in verse 22. Um, it says this, it says, so with you now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy in that day. You will no longer ask me anything. Very truly. I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name until now you've not asked for anything in my name, ask, and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Now, prior to verse 22, um, we have, you know, Jesus's disciples um, asking questions. We have Jesus's disciples um, trying to understand, wait a second, we're not going to see you soon. What does this mean in verse 17? um, Literally, some of the the disciples are saying, "What? what does this mean? In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you'll see me. Because I'm going to the Father, and the disciples they keep asking, "What does He mean by a little while?" I mean, how how relatable is that, right? When when we're waiting on God to do something, and we're waiting for God to show up, or we're wait, waiting for something, we're like, um, "How much longer, Lord?" So I I can. Um, really resonate with with the disciples here. Like, what does this mean by in a little while? Because we don't understand what he's saying. We don't understand what that means. And and Jesus um, being the kind the kind person that he is, he saw the disciples and he knew that they wanted to ask him. And so before they even verbally asked Jesus, though they were, you know, communicating amongst themselves before they even verbally asked Jesus, he just, he just answers them. He says, listen, are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while, you'll see me no more. And then in a little while longer, you'll see me Um, And he goes on in verse 20. It says, Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time for grief. And obviously, we know that Jesus here is talking about um, you know him him returning, and um, I, that scripture just resonates with me because I know that grieving is temporary. I know that loss is temporary. We are on this earth for a very short time. Um, And then we are in eternity for eternity, right? And so the things that we experience on this earth, um, they don't last long, even though at times it it can feel like, when is this grief ever going to turn? When is this loss going to make sense? I remember I was walking through an intense season of grief and loss, like I had mentioned in the beginning. And in, in the very beginning stages of of feeling this way and experiencing grief and loss, uh, I just had uh, questions. And my questions were, why, God? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? How could this have happened? Why did you let this happen? And, you know, first it was just a lot of questions. And then, you know, as a little bit of time passed, it was, okay, God, I know that you're going to do something in this. And then every now and again, grief would pop its head back up or, or loss would pop its head back up. And, and, and I would have to learn how to have a conversation with grief and recognize, oh, wow, you're not actually angry, Nicole, you're grieving. And wow, Nicole, you're not actually, uh, you know, a mean person, you're experiencing the pain of loss. And so many of us have gone through this in 2022. So many of us have experienced loss of friendships and loss of family and loss of careers and businesses and partnerships. So many of us have had to grieve what we thought was going to be right? What we felt actually was godly and good. And yet, we still had to grieve the things that we thought would be. And, and maybe for a lot of you, maybe you've used the verbiage, uh, it wasn't supposed to be like this. It wasn't supposed to end up like this. It was supposed to look like this, God. What happened? It was supposed to be like this. Why didn't that turn? And I think for people who uh, claim to be uh, Christians, who worship Jesus Christ, and, and who would consider themselves believers, it's even more so difficult because we can't blame it on the energy of the universe or you know bad mojo or we can't we can't blame it on you know negative spirits um a lot of times we we bring it forth like a sacrifice to the lord and 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 we have these questions why god i thought you were on this i thought you were in this i thought this was your word i thought that you had said this But it just didn't turn out the way that I expected to. I thought, God, that this was the relationship. Lord, I thought this was who I was supposed to marry. Lord, I thought I would be with this person forever. Why did they prematurely die? You know, as a believer, it's where we actually get to practice our faith and where we get to trust in the Lord but sometimes I think it would just be easier, right, if, if we didn't believe in a God and we just, you know, faced the world and just said, oh, it's just an awful world or evil spirits. But the reality is, it's where we actually get to persevere. It's where our character is truly built. It's in those times when grief and loss, they knock on our door and they ask to come in. And it's up to us to slam that door in their face, if you will, and say, I want nothing to do with you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to explore you. Uh, You know, go away. Versus, wow, grief. Come on in. Wow, loss. Uh, Come on in. Let me make you a cup of tea and let's sit on my couch and let's talk about this. And obviously, I'm, I'm using these as if, you know, they are a real person, but sometimes it takes that for us to understand, um, that we need to sometimes invite these things in to explore and to understand what this looks like. I I remember I was talking to a friend one time and, and she was, um, she was grieving a lot. And I, I said to her, um, You've gone through a lot. And she said, I'm just so angry. I just don't even know what to do with my anger. And I said, You know, I think what you're experiencing is grief. I actually don't think it's anger, I think it's grief. And until we're able to come to terms with what some of these things are in our lives, we'll label them wrongly and then we'll shame ourselves. You know, we'll say, we're, you're such an angry person or I'm such a, you know, fill in the blank. And the reality is actually, no, you've just shut the door on grief and you don't want to hear, you don't want to understand, you don't explore. And and so friends, I, I'm sharing today to say, sometimes we have to invite these foes in to become friends with so that we can understand more clearly why are you showing up on my doorstep? What do I need to learn from you? What is it that you are trying to teach me? Because a lot of times they're they're trying to teach us something, They're trying to show us, give us insight into something, right? And we can read scripture and it can be encouraging. And I hope that it is for you. I love Psalm 34. It says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit, in spirit, excuse me. There's a lot of scriptures that can encourage us and, and help us in some of these, these times, you know, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Matthew 5, 4. There is good news in the scriptures, but it's also important for us to understand these different characteristics, if you will, or emotions that we may feel and may experience. Because, I mean, if you look at the mourning period, even in scripture, you know, Protestant Christianity um, doesn't have like a specific amount of time for a period of mourning. Like we don't teach that. Um, you know, we have a funeral for someone who literally dies. Um, you know, it's held within the, the first week. But we don't have like, okay, you're allowed to mourn or you're allowed to deal with grief or you're allowed to deal with loss for X amount of time and then you need to just get over it. No. That's, that's not really how that works. There will, be, there will be things that come up over the year, over the years, dare I say, where you're going to have to face and you're going to have to say, oh, hi, Grief, you're here again? Awesome. Come on in. <laughs> hi, Loss. Wow. I sense that you are here again. Let's have a conversation. What else do I need to, to learn from you? Right? And I know that as we end a year, that some of these emotions are coming to the forefront because they want you to know that they are there. And I believe that God does work all things together for our good, like the scriptures say, but sometimes we have to see his hand working in that, even in the midst of pain even in the midst of things that we never thought we'd have to deal with, in the midst of grief, in the midst of loss. There are things that we have to, we have to face, and we have to invite in and ask questions. So if you've been in that season, or if, if you're ending this year, and you're like, man, I, I've experienced this. Again, it could go for anything, job, ministry, spouse, friendships, relationships, family, relationships with your kids, uh, partnerships, all, all of these things. Um, they're not exempt from grief or loss, but it, it's, it's how you're inviting those things in to teach you. Will you let grief and loss be teachers? Gosh, they're not fun teachers, right? Like I'm not excited for them to teach me. But I've become more and more open and welcoming, if you will, of those things to come in and allow me to see, allow me to understand why, why are you here? And what is your role in my life? What, what are you trying to rid me of? What are you trying to prepare me for when it comes to growing my character, when it comes to allowing me to see things? You know, Ecclesiastes chapter three talks about there's a time for everything. When I first got saved, I, I laughed at this verse because Ecclesiastes feels so bipolar to me. Because in in chapter 3, it's like, listen, there's a season for everything under the heavens. There's a time to be born and a time to die. <laughs> there's a time to plant and a time to uproot. There's a time to kill and a time to heal and a time to tear down and a time to build. And you're just like reading this, at least for me as a new believer, I'm going, oh my gosh, this is so depressing. Right? But the reality is... There is a time to build and there is a time to tear down. There is a time to laugh and there is a time to mourn, and we have to be available for these things to become teachers in our lives. There's no one season that is going to last forever. Are we able to rest in God while grieving? Are we able to to come to peace? In the Lord, when experiencing loss, are we able to see that he truly is near Psalm 34 to the brokenhearted? He truly is near those who weep. And listen, I'm not saying grief is easy. Loss is easy. I'm not saying you hear it knocking, let it on in. But what I am suggesting is if you'll be more open, if you'll be more welcoming um, for grief and for loss, To come in and to share with you what is going on. You'll be surprised of the things that they will teach you. You'll be surprised of the things that they will reveal to you. Right? You'll be surprised. I love Isaiah 53. It says, surely he has bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. I just, I love that. Like God has carried these things. It, it truly is on his shoulders. He knows what it felt like to be betrayed from his friends. He knows what it felt like uh, when his friend Lazarus died, right? He knows what it feels like to experience rebellion around him. He knows intimately what it's like to be human, Obviously, he didn't have the sin part, but he knows what these things feel like. He took all of these sins and all of these things and our sorrows and the weight of our brokenness. He literally took it on, on the cross. And when we thought that all of our hope was destroyed, when we thought there was no way of getting out of this grief, he turned it all around. We grieve, but it is not without hope. We may experience loss, but it is not without hope. Truly, it is not without, without hope. And so as you enter into the new year, I would love for you to just sit down and practice this, this activation. Just sit down and say, who's been knocking at my door? And almost give these different emotions and these feelings. Give them, give them a, a person. You know, draw a stick figure and put grief above that stick figure. Uh, draw a stick figure and put loss. Draw a stick figure and put the things that y- you may have not wanted to deal with and, and have a conversation. Why did I, I, I experience this? This grief, this loss, is it still present? Is it available? One of the most powerful scriptures, Paul says that we must renew our mind daily. We must renew our mind daily. I mean... Isn't it interesting? He didn't say weekly, monthly, yearly, bi-yearly. No, no. We must renew our mind daily. We must go, wow, who's been knocking at my door? Again, figure of speech here, but what emotions have I been carrying and feeling not laying over to the Lord? And am I carrying such grief that is not attached to hope? Am I carrying such loss that literally feels like I have lost everything? Am I carrying these things without hope because it does something to you internally inside of you it does something to you that it is not hopeful it is not forward thinking and it's okay if you're there for a season for a time but friends let it not go you know unrecognized for years for decades Sometimes we have to just let them in our door and we have to say, let's have a conversation. Let's understand what this looks like there. You may not be angry friends. You you might just be dealing with grief. You may not, you know, have all hope lost. You might just be experiencing loss without hope. So I pray that you are able to recognize these two, I'll call them friends. They may seem like foes to you. You might be experiencing them in this season. You might be experiencing them or have experienced them in the past year. I'm here to tell you it's not forever. Not one season is forever. But have you invited them in? Have you asked questions? Have you explored and got curious about why they're there, why they're lingering? What has happened to, to get you to not open the communication route with them, you know, in essence? Like, what what do you need to to sit with and think through and come to terms with when it comes to those things? I'll, I'll share this one last piece just because I think it's important to be vulnerable on these platforms. Uh, when my husband and I experienced um, a miscarriage when we lost our baby in August, um, I remember having so much faith for that baby to live. I, I had prayed for so many people. I have seen women who haven't been able to get pregnant in 10 years, get pregnant. I have so much faith for people to, to get pregnant and to have babies and, um, to have healthy ones around them. And so when we lost that baby, I remember being mad at hope <laughs> i remember kind of pointing my finger in the face of hope and going wow i i not only had hope but i had belief i have i had a place where even as I was bleeding, I was worshiping the Lord and believing Him for this baby. I mean, I pictured her and I could see her and having conversations with her and telling her, you know, the testimony of, of her life. And, and when she, she passed, I, um, I just pointed my finger in the face of hope. And I said, "I'm mad at you," you know. And and where the enemy would come in and try to say, "Oh, you had false hopes. See, it wasn't real." I realized if I sat long enough, I was actually experiencing loss. I was grieving the loss of what was supposed to be, and we joke in our house. Of course, I'll be raising babies in heaven, you know, because. A lot of people say that um, if you lose a baby, your baby is a baby in heaven when you get there. And so you, you'll you be raising them. And so I'm going, of course, I'd be raising a child in heaven. But um, it, it took me to, to get to a place to go, wow, um, I, I'm actually pointing my finger at something. It's because I'm trying to make sense of... Um, what's going on. And I, I wasn't able to make sense of it. I wasn't able to, to fully welcome, you know, this idea of loss and grief in, in the beginning. But I had to get to that place where I wasn't an angry mom. I was just grieving. I wasn't, I wasn't mad at the world. I was just experiencing loss in a way that I'd never experienced before. But the God of hope he wrapped his arms around me, and he was very kind to me. He's been very kind to me. And every now and again, grief and loss, will they'll pop their heads out. And they'll say, hey, I'm still here. And I'll say, hi, I know you are. <laughs> I know you're here, and, and maybe you'll be, you'll be in that spot for the rest of my life. But I'm a little bit more comfortable with you being there now. I understand you a little bit more because I've explored you. And so I just share that story because I think a lot of times we can hear, you know, allow grief and loss to come in and then not really hear how that other person has had to walk through that. Um, and so I just wanted to share that just to be vulnerable and to allow you in on on even my process. You know, I, I haven't, I didn't welcome grief in and say, okay, send you on your way. No, no, no. They They're, they're still a part of my life. And, and I have to explore and, and still go to, to deeper places with the Lord when, when they tend to pop their heads out. So I pray that as the year ends, you are able to recognize some of these things in your life and you're able to get curious and you're able to understand a little bit more. But most importantly, that you're able to present even these things to the Lord and ask him to cover you and to heal you and, and, and at least to comfort you. So that these grief, loss, whatever your fill in the blank is, can come in and and allow um, you to understand them more. All right, my friends, that is it for today. If you got anything out of this podcast, please go subscribe and leave a five-star review. And until next time.